Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. Yo, what's up, everybody? Sports Rap, Jonathan and Mark here in the building. Producer Ben on the board. We're going to talk live sports. It's a football Saturday. You know, all you college football heads like myself and Mark. To know it's the football weekend. A lot going on, especially what's been going on with the NFL. More stuff off the field to talk about on the NFL side than what's going on on the field. Obviously, the biggest story right now is the Miles Garrett situation. If you haven't been up on ESPN or been under a rock the last... 48 hours Thursday night football Browns got the 21-7 victory over the Steelers huge win for them in the AFC North but it didn't come without the Browns just browning it up Miles Garrett final 8 seconds you can see the play tackles quarterback Mason Rudolph basically speared him into the ground Rudolph pulls him by his face mask and then all hell just breaks loose when Garrett Rips off Rudolph's helmet, and then Rudolph goes after him unprotected with a helmet. And as he was going after him, Miles Garrett swings at him, hits him basically on the crown of his head, and that led to just all-out brawl. Marquise Pouncey comes in, swinging and kicking. Yeah, Larry Giannobi come in and push down Rudolph. And then yesterday, NFL handed down some suspensions. Miles Garrett is done for the year. It's indefinite suspension, regular season playoffs. So we'll see if that carries over to next year. Marquise Pouncey is going to get a three-gamer. Janobi got one game. So, Mark, Max, you this, man. What's up? What's up? Punishment ju- justified? Uh, No. <clears throat> I think that uh, Marquise Pouncey uh, should have got the same suspension as uh, Garrett. Um, and I think Mason Rudolph should have got should have got something. I agree on that <clears throat> part. I think – the NFL always protects the quarterback no matter what. I think the punishment they gave Racing Rudolph was like, you're a quarterback. So we, your suspension was the fact that that helmet almost suspended your head. <laughs> so that's just keep it real. I think that's the only reason. You're not a tough guy. Quarterbacks are not the tough guy. So you went ahead and almost it ruined your season because you want to prove that you're not scared of the big, bad defensive end. He damn near ruined his life. Basically. And then you had the stuff come out yesterday with it with Mason Rudolph agent say they was probably considering legal action. Well, that got kiboshed. They're not going to do that because that would have really ruined Mason Rudolph's credit in the locker room to Steelers. And if you gonna go because if they feel like you can go to that card, they're like, okay, man, we can't really mess with you, dude. You you, you that you that sensitive. You shouldn't have been putting yourself in that predicament in the first place. Yeah, I've, I, my whole thing with Mason Rudolph is is I, I hate 
a person who plays victim, who starts something and then and then play victim. Like you knew what you was doing to to, to antagonize that situation, <clears throat> and then you know you got you got what you you had coming to you. I'm not justifying what what Garrett did, but you know. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm not ever going to tell nobody how they should react to something. You're right on that part. And Pouncey, I get what he did. You saw a lot of the former players, current players, they came to his defense because he's a center, he's on line, he had to protect his QB. I get it. you protecting the homie. I think this is just me. I wouldn't be shocked if his, got, his suspension got reduced. They're going to – he probably got the three games for the kick. Two games alone, definitely for the punch. But since he escalated by kicking Gary White on the ground, I think that's why they had to go to three games. It wouldn't shock me they would drop it down to one to two. Miles Garrett's going to try to appeal because that's just what the players' union do, even when you're totally in the wrong. I don't see that appeal getting dropped or overturned. He's just going to just be on ice for the rest of this year. But he has to let this be a lesson for him. He's still on his rookie deal. I feel like uh, Marquise Pouncey. The reason I say he should have got the same suspension is is he could have uh, his cleat could have went inside uh, Garrett face mask. He could have stepped on his you know uh, anything could happen if we going on what ifs because that's you know that, that's the reason why Miles Garrett is getting suspended the way he is because he could have done more damage. You got a good point there. Mar- Marquise Pouncey could have done more damage too. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, the quarterback is a is, is should be. You know, have some suspension too because he's the one who started all this. You bring up the the pouncy thing with the injury. the The first thing everyone brings up is Albert Hainsworth with, with Andre Garrard back when he was with the Redskins and against the Bengals when he stepped that, on his hand. Yeah, actually stepped in his through his face. Man. Oh, okay, okay. He got five games. The one you thinking about Sue when he was with the yeah, with yeah. the Lions, he stepped on the on the Packers lineman's hand. So that's why what you're saying could make sense. But I think probably just because they feel like he was trying to defend his quarterback, that's why I think they they probably cut it in half because he would have been done in for a year or two more than likely. So let's go more so off the field. Everyone, obviously, Georgia, Atlanta, mm. big football town. Mm. Obviously, you a Bulldogs fan. Your boys got a big game today coming up in a little bit against Auburn with yeah. huge playoff implications for Get y'all. Auburn out of here too. But we all know the big story going on in Atlanta ain't what's going on in, in – with, with the Falcons or the Bulldogs. It's with the great Colin Kaepernick. We all know that he was scheduled probably right now to be at the Falcons facility to do a closed workout for about 25 teams. Well, then the last hour, Twitter's just been on fire because now they've pushed the workout and back an hour. They're going to move it to an open facility. So Team Kaepernick wants transparency. They want what they want the people to see what everyone else has saw for the last three years about him being blackballed. So he, so this gives not ju- just NFL teams to see, they're giving the media because they were con- they were trying to close it off for the media. I don't know if you saw on NFL Network. I was watching Good Morning Football this morning. You already got, you know, certain people are out protesting, blah, blah, blah. You got maybe like two people who are anti him being back in the NFL, but then you got the other side of the street. Where it's basically his entire supporters. Now I see now why people don't want the circus because no one wants to wants the circus with a backup quarterback. But I think the NFL was prepared. That's why they didn't really want the media in it. But now they basically had to capitulate to what he wants because if they don't capitulate to what he wants, you're basically feeding into the narrative that you did blackball this dude for the last three years. 
for his freedom of speech. Now, in you you brought up something last night in our group chat on on, on IG. Dan Patrick yesterday came out and said that there's he was hearing Jay Z was the one who was heavily pushing for this workout to happen because he felt like he had the fall on the sword for for Rock Nation and the Inspire Change initiative that they're starting right now. We got him, Meek Mill, Rhapsody, a lot of other artists who are going to be you know artists for the NFL events as part of the social justice and initiative I can't say if Jay-Z if he's doing it just to cover his own self like I brought up to you yesterday in the in the group chat about how LZ on the morning show brought up could he be doing it just because this is the anniversary of the black album I thought that was probably the stupidest take of the day I agree with that that's Real dumb. I mean, just because 99, every, I mean, you ain't had to listen to 99 problems to know that brothers were getting killed in the hood. We all live, we all lived in this neighborhood. I mean, just me talking to Ben now, he grew up on the east side just like me. You grew up on, on the west side. So, so I understand that just because it's calculated. Yeah, Jay Z's a calculated individual, but I don't think this was him doing it just because it's the black album. Part of it, maybe he did have to show that, okay, I'm not just here taking a check or trying to work my way into future ownership in the NFL. But we, but if we're going to do this, we got to be fair. And that's what it is. Now we'll see what happens in the next hour when this workout's probably going to be at an open, at an open field. And you're going to have caps already got his receivers. I heard Bruce Ellington he used to play for the Niners with right. South Carolina. He's right, going right. to be one of the guys there. Hugh Jackson, the former Browns and Raiders coach. He's going to be running in along with Joe Philbin, who used to be the Dolphins coach and, Packers OC. I heard that uh, uh, Antonio Brown was trying to be one of the receivers. He, he went on on Twitter and he was begging the cap, let me be one of your receivers. Now, thankfully, cap has some sense. You now, as good as that sounds on on paper, you get Antonio Brown in there, you get probably the best receiver who's not on a football field right now in there catching, you know, running routes, catching your passes and everything. But then the story starts, it leaves easily from Cap to, uh, to Antonio Brown. Okay, why is he not in the league? We all know now it's just because of his off the field stuff. And, right, right. And you look at the situation when he was, Seattle wanted him. Well, Russell Wilson went to, knocked on the table for him, but that's how they ended up with Josh Gordon. So now nah, I think he, Cap's doing the right thing. Get you, if they want to bring their receivers in. Long as you can tell them which routes they run, this and that, and you bring in your people in, then it's transparency. I believe he's going to get signed. I don't, now I think what it's going to be, and Schefter brought this up the other day on Dan Patrick Show that it's going to be maybe a futures deal. Maybe he signs for the rest of this year. You know, he's going to be running the scout team. You know, and then this will be paving the way for him to get a bigger deal in 2020. Now I guarantee he's probably that's probably what's the most likely going to happen because. Barring another significant injury, I don't see no other way he just comes back on the field unless the team is just totally out of the playoff picture. Save it's like the Bengals or like Miami. They just went, okay, we ain't got really nothing to lose here, so let's just throw him out there. Vegas had the odds on who would sign him, and the Bengals were the leading favorite. Now I think that's crazy because I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think they could draft a quarterback too. And you brought up <coughs> just recently, and you brought up in the chat on the way here, about about Tua. I was just at the house and we saw Tua hurt is is hurt again. I really wonder, like you, 
is durability going to be a red flag for him? And I think it will. We was I was recent last week. I was watching the the LSU Alabama game, and I look at some of the stuff he was doing. I'm like, yeah, it's fancy. You're moving. You're agile, but that's only going to get you so far in the NFL. And I know everybody's looking at how Lamar Jackson's been handling, has changed things, Deshaun Watson, but they never get hurt. Uh, Watson has been hurt well, before. Well, Deshaun, yeah, but the, the ACLs. But as far as I think everyone's so jacked on Lamar Jackson, that's only going to work for a certain for a certain period of time. Eventually he's going to have to be able to be able to throw the ball downfield more. He could throw a deep ball. But as far as in routes, he's still obviously a got a ways to go. Yeah, as far as the passing quarterback, I don't think he's he's uh he's as what everybody's trying to put him out to be. Um, he's definitely exciting because he can move and he can get away from the rush. Um, I just don't think that uh, as far as a quarterback, quarterback, if when when the when the playoffs come and it's time to slow down and you need to make a quarterback to make a play, right. I don't think that uh, he's he's going to be that that quarterback at right now, right. At this second, right now, I think he's that. I think he can grow into that, but I don't think he's that right now. And I think he also has to learn. He's got to also know that teams are going to get second film on him if there's a play if they mean the playoffs. You give a prime example. When Patriots. They there's where it is. <laughs> I was going to go last year with the Chargers. They had, they played the Chargers out here in Carson, and they and they smoked the Chargers. But when they got in the playoffs, they had the game plan. Basically, he was basically Tebow for the first fifty five minutes. And then all of a sudden he got hot again. Now he got the Patriots, like you just said, but you never want to give Belichick two two opportunities at you. Right. And I guarantee, don't be shocked if they're a team who is in on Kaepernick because Belichick is just an evil genius like that. He'll get him in there just to run the scout team because he's not really, I don't think he's happy with his backup situation with Jared Stenham. He tried to give him a chance when they blew out Miami. He comes in, he throws a pick six, and then yeah, mm. he just yanked them quickly. So don't be shocked that the Patriots aren't the team who gets cap and he runs the scout team and, and they're seeing their defense and they're looking at Lamar Jackson and like, okay, that's Lamar Jackson. Right, right. Um, back on that on that Kaepernick topic, uh do you feel like like this is something that uh the NFL really wanted, or do you feel like it was just like we have to do this? Oh, they had to. I, it, it, they had to because the story was already gone. Mm. Nobody was talking about obviously Eric Reed, Steve Neal, and that's how the loyalty for his boy. I, I, as far as with Eric Reed, I respect the dude because that's a dude like us. We've been we've been knowing each other since high school. He's right. he's down for his he's down for his homeboys. Right, right. But then can't complain. You can't keep complaining about the league when you're still getting a check. I can't go to my job and say, you know, I, I, yeah, you're giving me, you're paying me every Friday, but you know what, you you guys really are just disingenuous and blah, blah, blah. You got to be careful with the hand that feeds you. That's the only problem I think I have with Eric Reed. He complains about everything, but I get him being in, in solidarity with Kaepernick, and that's one thing I always respect about him. The same thing like Kenny Stills. I think he just got on the bandwagon a little too late jumping. Now, him and Eric Reed are only two who still kneel. So, the issue was already gone. No one was caring about who kneeled, who protested and everything. And then out of the clear blue, the NFL just dropped this bomb out on a Tuesday. And I understand where Kaepernick's team wanted to have it on Tuesday because they want coaches there. They want GMs there. But I knew for a fact coaches ain't 
traveling on on during the midweek. But isn't uh, normal workouts normally on a Tuesday? Normally on a Tuesday, right. yeah. But they but they made this one on a Saturday. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because coaches are because because <clears throat> I'm li- I'm thinking about the Broncos. We already we on the plane to Minnesota right now. Right, and and that, and that's the and that's a, the problem. I think I put in the group chat is is it just something just didn't seem right with this. Um, like I said, the, the workouts are normally on Tuesdays. You schedule it on a Saturday when you know coaches and and team officials is going to be hard to get there. So you go send like your third or fourth scout out there because you know what I'm saying we deep into the heart of college football. Your top scouts is going out there, right? Um, and so you do it on a Saturday. I think is is yeah we doing it just to show you we can do it, but this is really we just messing with you. Know what I'm saying like this is not no no. N- nothing serious. Yeah, so we gonna see. I think we are gonna see. Not, and opening it to the media, you are gonna just be. It's gonna be a lot coming out because, and we gotta temper things because we know everyone brings up the first thing when we cap. Well, he gets up at four o'clock in the morning and go to work. I don't. I'm not surprised by that because he's a well trained athlete. That his his mind is gonna be like I got. I'm gonna stay in shape even if I'm not playing. I'm still work out because I still. Might just get that call, even though it's been three long years. I still got to be showing them, okay, I'm ready. Only missteps I think he's had with this was, you know, he social media could be the gift and the curse for athletes. And I think the only thing I've had with him was stay. You're a quarterback. You can't be nonverbal. You can't be nonverbal. You see how that works with Marcus Mariota, and I'm not comparing Cap and Mar- Mariota as talents because Cap is superior, better to him. But the personality—if you're going to be a QB, you got to be verbal. You got to get out in front of everything. You got to be able to get in front of everything. And the Nessa tweets with to Bashadi and Ray Lewis, and then even now, just she tweeted out the statement from the NFL about transparency. People, I think people are tired of hearing from Team Kaepernick, and they just want to hear from Kaepernick. I think that's why they wanted it private. But now that it's open, you're gonna, you're finally gonna find. I'm waiting to just hear from him. I don't know. I don't care about the football workouts because I know he's gonna knock that out the park. I just want to hear from him because we don't, because we don't hear from him. So, <clears throat> uh, to get off the t- Kaepernick topic, do you think that uh, is going to lead to a job for him? I think so. I think about is like I said. I think it'll be a futures deal. He'll get a deal, and then next year he's gonna be, he'll be full, he'll be full speed ahead. Because I think a lot of these scouts who are going are guys who are gonna be interviewing for GM jobs. Right. So I think that. So let's go. Let's move on to some NBA. Mark. Last night, my Lakers got a good, got another good win. By the way, best Laker content site: ShowtimeForum.com at ShowtimeForum on Twitter, Instagram. Follow, hit that like, follow us. You want all your best Lakers stuff, but let's talk about the Lakers. We're ten and two right now. Right, they right. are just and I watched the game it was Luke's first time back at Staples against the Kings, and obviously the first game they're gonna be without Avery Bradley for about the next week or two. He's got a hairline fracture in his leg, and unfortunately, obviously, I seen his presence missed. They went with KCP, and obviously, KCP has been. A walking meme joke since opening <laughs> night, and it's I think ha- I think Ben got more points than KCP. Man, <laughs> if that's the case. Then we all got more points than KCP, man. Because I- <laughs> <laughs> so last night KCP gets to start, and three and a half minutes in, they they bring in Caruso. Now you know how I feel about Caruso. I think he gets a little bit 
of the Billy Hoyle treatment because he's a white boy, but he does his job. That's all I just want him to do. Come mm-hmm. in there, play defense, maybe hit an open shot or two. Don't try to be John Stockton. Don't try to be the next great white hope. Just go in there and do your job. You're a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Now, KCP, to his credit, he did have a good game last night. He had 16, 12, came in the fourth. Yeah, he had a couple of big shots. Yeah, a couple of big shots. But I think what I'm not understanding is with what's comes to the battle of LA right now. Everyone is want to say, well, the Lakers got a soft schedule, which they do. And they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Cause that's what you're supposed to do. You're a superior team. You're supposed to do that. But everyone's giving a pass to the Clippers for what happened on Thursday. When Paul George comes back, they load manage Kawhi and Patrick Beverly and they lose to a Pelicans team. Now you're going to lose. But they lost to a Pelicans team that had no Zion, no Brandon Ingram, no Josh Hart, and no Lonzo. Mm. Mm. Now, let the Lakers would have did that. They would have been like, the sky is falling. But the Clippers are doing it because we want the Clippers to be so successful because they're out of the cloud of Donald Sterling. And we love Steve Ballmer. He's the richest owner of all sports. He's full of energy. He's going out to the city, and he's in Inglewood. He's in Moreno Valley. He's in South Central. He was just here maybe a couple weeks ago down at the – Salvation Army down the street from 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 where we're, we're taping right now. We want the Clippers to be so good, but we and we don't look at they got some flaws, man. They want to look at the foot. Yeah, I mean they they are they gonna have some flaws. I don't think uh, uh, that team is gonna come out hitting full stride. Right, it will take some time for Kawhi and and um, and PG to play together. Then they have to get integrated with the with the t- with the players that's already there because they had a, a good team last year. They right. made the playoffs last year, so you don't want to change nothing about that. You just gotta you know get in with the flow. But you adding two two superstars or two one superstar and one you all know star. one one really good you know yeah. borderline teeter and all star. Right. So <clears throat> you have to fit them two into the situation. But I think uh, in the long run, by the end of the season, they they could be all right. Like. They go hit their full stride, and I feel like as long as the Lakers stay healthy, uh, honestly, I think the Lakers go come out the West. <clears throat> okay, I just see on you know, Bleach Report they're saying two is getting helicoptered back to Bama. This could be serious. But let me get back to you on what you just said. The Clippers got it. They got to just keep the chemistry together. And Doc Rivers is obviously the right coach for it for the job. He has a good staff. I think we made a whole lot of nothing over them hiring Ty Lue. I think, honestly, my opinion, I think the Lakers made a good decision going with Frank Vogel over title. I would have preferred Monty Williams personally. And right. I'm, and you seeing what he's doing in Phoenix and that mm-hmm. is making mm-hmm. – and that proved my point there. But I think, like I said, we got to give the – like you said, we got to give the Clippers some time. It's not easy just going in and you get the reigning finals MVP, a MVP candidate. You just going to drop them into your system and think it's just going to click. No, yeah. it's going to take some time. The same thing happened in Miami with the big three. They came out the gate nine and nine and eight. If you look at it, the same thing happened when LeBron went back to Cleveland when it was uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love. Yeah. They started off slow that first year too. Like yeah. that is, you know, it, it takes some time to get used to each other. Like this is the first time with LeBron that he's had a superstar where it just instantly clicked. Like, and I think it's because Anthony Davis, as much as he needs the ball, he's so much better. He's so good off the ball. It makes LeBron's load a little bit easier now. When you go back to Miami, D. Wade needed the ball because he's not really an off-the-ball guy. Chris Bosh, he had to learn how to be an off-the-ball guy because he had the range to shoot. Kyrie definitely was never an off-the-ball guy. Kevin Love 
was never off the ball. And that's what's going – but I think that's what will help the Clippers is I think Paul George can move, move off the ball because he can be a spot-up three-point shooter on occasions. Kawhi can play off the ball. Lou Williams can play off the ball when he gets it. They got the gel to, to get it done, but I personally think they're not going to win the title. I think this year is going to be the Lakers' year because I think they know the LeBron clock is ticking. And with as far as with the Clippers, they know they're going to have to go hard at least the next two years because people forget Kawhi and Paul George are only on the contract through 2021. They can, they'll go right back into the free agent market with Giannis – and obviously, I think LeBron be done by then. Right, but and I think that um, uh, with the with the Lakers winning the championship, like I said, I think if if they can stay healthy, uh, LeBron and AD, mm-hmm. I think they go win it, and I think they'll go have another uh, acquisition in the middle of the season. Well, I know too. I think I think it's a for I think it's the worst kept secret that Andre Iguodala's coming to the Lakers. I just think, I, I was already adding him in my head. I, I think it's gonna be another. I think it's gonna be a, 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 another key figure. <clears throat> get like a, a key role player. I don't know who it is yet, but I think they go get somebody. Well, maybe a trading deadline, trade, trading deadline, or well, you, well, you, well, you know, your favorite player Earl was at was sitting courtside last night. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I seen it. And so, but you right. I think they will get another piece. Now, I don't know who will move out. And and they KCP. <laughs> man, the KCP slander is. Man, the KCP slander, <laughs> I told, man. I told you, Pop said Rondo coming back so PCP don't have to play no more. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal. PCP. And it's crazy because, I, you know, I have nothing against KCP. I, I, I know who his shooting coach is. So, yes, yeah, lethal shooter. I lethal the shooter. He's, he's worked. He worked with Kuz. I mean, he's been working with Kuz, too. And I know the KCP jokes. We all we can just I know everyone's gonna bring them up. You're only here because you're signed with Clutch. I mean, you're stealing money. You done stole forty six million from the Lakers. You're not manna from heaven. You, if it wasn't for LeBron or Rich Paul, you'd be somewhere in basketball Siberia. I get it. He has deserved a lot of criticism for where for his play to start the season. But last night, give him a reprieve. He did have a good game last night. Now we need more of that. Going into this next end of this month, you got Atlanta tomorrow with Trey Young coming in the building. That dude is. I wish Avery Bradley was was playing. I so do want to see him guard Avery Bradley guard him, man. Yeah, because I think he's going to be coming out cooking tomorrow. Then you got OKC next two games. You got OKC Tuesday and then Friday. Then this game I'm looking forward to, man. This is why I'm really mad Avery Bradley's not playing. We got Memphis next Saturday. Oh, with uh, John, John Morant, Morant, man, the point, the point guard. That dude last night is just something special about that dude. I, and sadly, he's in Memphis. And I shout out to Memphis, Tennessee, family people, out, fans out there. But it's certain. I I know this is eventually going to come. Eventually, let you're going to probably see him and Zion eventually going to get the syndrome where they're too, where they're bigger than the city. And I get they're both South Carolina kids. They both grew up in the South, so maybe I could be wrong. But man, I just see it uh, until we. Well, I see it with him right now because he just seems like he's just going to burst on to being a an, an all star. It's just hard going to be for him to make it because he's in the West. He's in the West. Mike Conley was there all those years in Memphis, and he still ain't never made an all star. The team. greatest point guard to never make an all star game. Crazy, and. And with Zion, he's going to be too big of a brand that's going to be bigger than New Orleans. As far Louisiana will always be a football state. They'll never, 
he's gonna have to do a whole lot to make to turn that city, that state, into a basketball to ba- to a basketball city in town, city and state, because that always will be run by the Saints and LSU. I think that um, just my 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 foresight. I think he'll end up in New York with RJ. <clears throat> you think he'll force his way there? No, I don't think he'll end up with Trey. I think after his rookie deal, that's where he probably go sign is with, is in New York with RJ. Here's my question to also with Zion. He's he got the big deal from Jordan Brand. Right. And usually rookies never turn down that first big extension after their rookie deal expired. Let's say between now and the next two years, Zion gets his signature shoe and it just pops like LeBron, like K D, right. like Jordan. Right. Do you think he'll turn down the rookie extension from New Orleans to force his way to New York? I think it depends on how happy he is. <clears throat> I think uh, right now we might be in that time where players don't turn down money. But I think moving forward, we might be in a position. We might be in, a, in an era. We might get to the era where players is like, I'd rather go play with uh, RJ. And I still get my money from Jordan. Uh, I'm going to still get a big contract from the Knicks. It's not going to be as much as the Pelicans. Right. Um, so, yeah, I might lose. 20, 30 million on an NBA contract, but being in New York, I can uh, get that back in sponsors. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, I don't <clears> see, <throat> I, and that was just, and I know everyone, the league, the league wants the Knicks to be great, but that's just real. Until Dolan, long as Dolan's there, they're going to have a black cat running around that organization for the rest of their existence. This, speak of uh, college basketball, you bring up them, their relationship, the James Weissman situation. Fuck Duke. You, you already know how you already know we is. It's Tar Heels over here. It's Tar Heel Nation over here. So y'all y'all just gonna get used to it. Me and Mark, we represent North Carolina. Duke out of here. Get anybody who isn't not down with North Carolina. If you're not down with North Carolina, then you know. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with twenty four seven access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch. Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car. If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Know what you can do. But this, this talk some NCAA right quick. The, you know how I feel about the NCAA. I think they're the Keystone Cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. The Chase Young thing I thought was stupid, and the James Weissman thing I think is even more stupid. The 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 Chase Young thing is horribly horribly uh, is that's just done dumb. Like he he got some money from a family friend and he paid him back. Right. What's the suspension for? What's why is he ineligible? <clears throat> I can understand the 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 Weissman situation. Way more than I can. Right, I can understand the Wiseman situation too because Penny was a booster. Was a booster. Now right. he's the head coach. Right, right. Uh, but like you said, it's a Chase Young thing. He paid the money back. The dude wasn't a booster. He was a family friend. It was just like basically me 
going to you saying, yo, I need this so I can, you know, shoot my girl out here so, and then I'll pay you back. And he paid him back. He didn't have to wait till he got to the NFL to pay this dude back. And But that's probably what they wondering, how to get the money to pay him back. I mean Because and, and I mean, let's just be honest. If you was uh an athlete in college, mm-hmm. they, they don't want you to work. Right. Um they don't want you to have no kind of income coming in, which to me is crazy. Um because a lot of these athletes aren't aren't doing as good as what is what we might think they're doing. I've known some D one, D two, D three athletes. When I talk to them, they say, "Yo, I, I was eating uh, noodles every night." You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I don't have no money to 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 get no food. Like that's crazy that a, a company is making a business is making that much money off these athletes, and these athletes is eating noodles at night. That's just ridiculous. So, and I think the bill that California signed, you know, the, you should be at least able to make money off your name and likeness, right? I, I that that I get you. You ain't going out there getting six figure shoe deals in college, and that's understandable. We ain't gonna be delusional, but you know, to be if someone's wearing uh, an LG jersey, a watching jersey, I mean, I should see some percentage of that, and I just you know I just hate the NCAA. Everything they do is just just dumb. I mean, I'll never respect that organization. There, there's a bunch of crooks who only care about themselves. They don't have no people who know sports working on that organization. They just got a bunch of people who are educated scholars who who are just sports fans. Hey, that just basically could have had me or you running the NCAA. But that, that's the case. It's like a. It's like the. Uh... It's just a, a, a what is it called the, the old boys the old man's club just the good old boys just the good old boys <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's all it is like <clears throat> it's, it's it's a you know they they keeping who they want in power so the others can't be empowered that's all it is all right so let's talk some college football right quick man so your boys your boys made it in the top four the college football playoff came out LSU's one Ohio State's two. Clemson, the reigning champs, they move up to three. And yo, boys, the Bulldogs, jump Bama, got the four spot. Bama's five. Oregon is six. I don't think – I just can't see a a playoff where they don't have Alabama. Now, they, I know the since the playoff has been instituted, it's only happened once, and that was the first year when Florida well, – it was Florida – and I mean, when Ohio State beat Oregon, I mean that was like the first year or the only year that they had that Alabama hasn't been in the championship game. They made the playoff, they lost to Ohio State, but some or was it Oklahoma? I can't remember. But Alabama's, we all know, is their money is the NCAA, is the NCAA football's money maker, right? And there's no way Saban's going to allow that to happen. He's not going to be content just playing in the Sugar Bowl. Well, I, I think I think at this point he don't have no he don't have no choice if. Uh, if everybody went out, then it is what it is. That's the only way you can get in is if LSU beat us. If we lo- either lose today right. or if we lose in the SEC championship to LSU, uh, might be the only way Alabama getting in. Because I don't see no other team jumping Alabama. I don't see no other team either. Or the Pac-12 is just a joke. The Big 12, obviously, until they can learn how to play, that, that there's two sides of the ball. They're never. They're not going to jump Bama now. I know they had Oklahoma made it the last couple of years with Baker and Kyler Murray. I'm shocked. I'm just. I was just just shocked at how great Jalen Hurts came to Oklahoma and just man looking like a totally different dude than when he was at Alabama. That's just 
either that system is really quarterback friendly or Lincoln Riley is going to be getting some calls for some NFL jobs in the next month. I think it's I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a really quarterback friendly. Um and also I think they they built they put a system in that's built around Jalen Hurts strengths. Right. Um I think with Alabama is he was just good. That's why he was able to succeed in Alabama, but it wasn't just based around his what he what he does well. Right. <clears throat> they said you come in here and play this with you know our type of offense. So either you fit in or you don't. Um, I think what Oklahoma did is is they got Jalen Hurts and said this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. We go implement this game plan and you know let you succeed, which I think they do with all quarterbacks. Yeah, and Lincoln Riley, obviously he was the OC under Bob Stoops for many years, and then Bob Stoops just. Roughly retires now. He's going over to coaching the XFL. I know these names been linked to the Florida State job in the last few weeks, but this this Lincoln Riley thing, everyone has him basically penciled in to be to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be hard if they make the playoffs. Say if the Cowboys and don't get used to hearing a lot of Cowboys talk on here, but um. <laughs> The, is with if the Cowboys make a deep run, they won't. Which I agree. Jerry just seems he's too loyal to Jason Garrett. Uh, he if if he he uh, barring that, I think he's going to try to back up the Brinks truck for Lincoln Riley, and because Jerry can't have a coach who's who got more power to him. That's why him and Parcells didn't work. That's why him and Jimmy Johnson didn't work. He figures, okay, let me go back to bringing in a college coach like I did, bringing in Barry Switzer, who was my – bringing in Barry Switzer. Obviously, he had the Dave Campo years, Chan Gailey. Obviously, then Parcells comes in, and Parcells, obviously, you're not going to just tell him who who or what he can't do. Obviously, a lot of people had Sean Payton penciled in to be the next coach of the Cowboys, but then he took the Saints job. Mm. And then here comes – and then here came Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett's been one of the longest tenure coaches. Why I don't know when you've been practically a five hundred coach. I don't think I don't think they go fire him anyway because uh, they're off to a really, they got a, off to a really good year. I mean, start this year, um, and he got him in position to at least make the playoffs <clears throat> and and prime to make a deep playoff run. So even if they say if they get to the playoffs and win one game, I don't think Jason Garrett is going anywhere. This. You mean on coaches? I'm gonna go back to college right quick. How 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 serious you think this Dion rumor to Florida State is? Not serious at all. You don't think so? No. So you don't think Prime really wants to go there, or you think they're just throwing him out there because they're trying to they're trying to go big game hunting? They're going big game hunting. <clears throat> I don't think Prime has a uh, has enough coach has the coaching experience to coach at Florida State. Like Florida State is not one of these like small colleges where winning is okay. I mean that losing is okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like That's right. I don't think Prime has has a coaching experience. I don't know if he knows how to, you know, deal with certain things that college coaches have to go through. Um I think you have to you have to earn that right. You you just don't say, okay, I'm a Florida State great so I get to come back and coach there. And you're right about that cuz obviously Florida State is a blue blood school. And it's like in the echelon of, of great jobs. Obviously, you talk to Florida State, you talk to Notre Dame's, USC's, Bama's, those legendary jobs. Like, 
Georgia. Georgia got schools like that. <laughs> <laughs> Try to slide that one in. Though. I got. I will let you get that one in. Obviously, y'all had. Y'all obviously we y'all have one of the greatest running backs of all time in Herschel Walker. So Paul's buddy, yeah, right? You know, one of the greatest running backs in college football, right? <clears throat> so, but let's say that on. But like you say, Prime doesn't have experience. I know he coaches his kids' high school in in, in Dallas and everything. But it, to me. They Florida State gotta get a coach who obviously can recruit the state of Florida because you can't be losing dudes in their backyard. I think that's what a problem that USC's been having. I feel like I feel like if you go do that with with, with Prime, right? They should have hired him as Florida State's assistant coach or had him on the coaching staff now, right? With uh, Willie Taggart, um, so he could have had that experience, you know, of doing it. Like you, it's gonna be hard to just bring somebody else in because now you, you're gonna have to go like start all over, go. Down before you come back up again. Well, I'd love to have that Willie Taggart. Be Willie Taggart right now. He got the money from Oregon to buy out there. Florida State just gave him eighteen million and say go home. Eighteen million to go home. I'm still waiting on Ben to pay me eighteen million to go home. I mean, come on, man. Knock on wood, if you with me, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and maybe. He wasn't the right coach. I know a lot of Florida State fans. You know, our boy fight. He just they he didn't. They were already like he already had a hard job. And looking at it. it's kind of like with Charlie Strong when he took the Texas job. He was just fighting up here battle with all these famous with all these rich and famous boosters. You see it right now at SE with Clay Helton. When when the money talks, the people are going to walk. And right. And it wouldn't shock me if Florida State went after Urban Meyer. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. That that wouldn't shock me neither. I never even thought about that because you know he coached at Florida, but that, you're right. And he knows the Florida landscape as far as recruiting because he recruit over there in Gainesville, and he mm-hmm. he he don't really care. He'll snatch a dude out of Florida. He'll snatch a dude out of Ohio, out of Michigan. He's not he he's not going to care about anything but other than winning. Now. He's and they down there in the south, so he can do some cheating shit. Because you know they they, hey, they do the cheating down well, there in the south. Well, you ain't got to tell me I'm a Tennessee fan, obviously. <laughs> but obviously, our, obviously, what we're doing must not be right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you cheating the wrong way. Yeah, we're obviously we're cheating to lose. Obviously, <laughs> and you look at um with uh with with Florida State. With, like if he went there, I don't know if you knew this. I learned this from I re- I did some research on Urban Meyer last year. He has a Notre Dame clause he puts in his contract. Meaning what? Whenever Notre Dame's job comes available, he has that school, wherever he's working, they give him permission mm. to go do the interview. Mm. So I think he's holding out to see if Notre Dame's going to fire Brian Kelly. I, I don't see it yet. It, although today was the first time they ain't had a sellout at, at their home I, at home in in 173 games, which is crazy. I think I, I think with Brian Kelly is 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 uh, decent as Notre Dame has been, right? Because you know they lost to Georgia twice. They trash. Um, as decent as Notre Dame has been, I think he his welcome is probably getting wore out there. Oh, definitely. It's hard coaching at a school like that because you got all the academic stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not going there. Notre Dame is not going. In the hood, getting dudes to come to South Bend. They you gotta have a certain 
you gotta have a certain GPA. You gotta be of a certain certain class to go there. It's the same thing I think with certain with all private. That's what I got with all private schools though. They don't want to bend, you know, going going to the inner city and get certain kids because obviously they don't think they fit. They don't fit the suit, as what they say. And I think that's been also a problem with SC. They've been trying to find a coach who fit the suit. It's just they're trying to find a winning coach. I have this discussion with with with, with, with Trojan fans all the time. Y'all still stuck in the Pete Carroll era mm. instead of you know moving forward. I mean, look at Coach O now. I saw the piece this morning on on game day. He really wanted to be the head coach of USC, and when that last meeting, he said it felt like it was the worst day of his life. Mm. It's, I was just telling my pops that I said it's crazy how. He wanted to be the coach at SC. Now look at him at LSU, and I think that's and I think what hurt him was everyone thinking, okay, we are gonna get this Cajun dude because they think this he don't he don't fit the California look. And obviously, he's from Louisiana. They saw that he didn't have a good run at Ole Miss, but he was. I had him at Tennessee as a he was the head recruiting coordinator at Tennessee when mm-hmm. we had Lane. So I knew I know what this dude's capable of, especially recruiting in the South. Mm-hmm. So. If he would have been here, he would have been able. You're not seeing a lot of these dudes going up to Oregon, going to Stanford, going to Utah. Because I think when that Oregon USC game happened, a lot of them dudes was motivated because they was like, "Okay, you didn't want us. Okay, right. well we gonna show you what what you missed out. You have the number one player, Kayvon Thibodeau, in your backyard, and you let him go to Oregon. Well, I I think that happens just off top of when you have LA kids. And they go uh, out of out of to a different state school or whatever, mm-hmm. and when they come back and play SC, it's like, yeah, like I want to kill y'all. Right. And then the fact that you didn't want me, and you know I'm probably the best player in California, and you let me go somewhere else. Cool. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to show you why I was the best player in California, and I'm yeah. still the best player in California. And and that's exactly what happened when they played Oregon because half of those dudes, they're not, and I'm not just talking about just LA, just Southern California. Mm-hmm. SC had the Southern Cal lock. Uh, recruitment on lock, and now they've been they fell off. And you let Oregon get in, you've let Utah slide in. The jury's still out on UCLA right now. We'll see what happens with Chip Kelly. They still playing football? No, I mean, obviously oh. they were doing something. Chip or Chip Kelly, or they out there just throwing on uniforms and playing catch. I don't know what they're doing. Chip Kelly, it could be. I think a lot of schools are caught up to Chip Kelly, and I, and another thing is he does. He's not that. Guy who fits the quote unquote fits the suit, and he wears it. And but I think it rubbed people at UCLA the wrong way because he doesn't. He's not friendly with the media. He doesn't talk to boosters. He doesn't do the schmoozing. And I get why coach some coaches just want to be do their job. They just want to come in and coach. But if you're going to be a college coach, and I hope Prime knows this, if he takes the Florida State job or it's offered to him. It's gonna be more than you just going into some kid's locker, goes to his living room, mm-hmm. saying, "You know, I'm, you know, I'm prime of Florida State. I can get you, get you to the NFL. You gonna go out there and, and have to be social. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches don't want to do that, and that's why a lot of them fail, and a lot of the boosters get them run out of town. So I hope he knows if you're gonna take this job, if it's offered to you." There's more to it than what's going on on the sideline. You got to worry about what's going on off the sidelines, too. 
That's true. Yeah. I agree. That's why I say I don't. I don't take that. I don't take that too serious. That 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 prime to to Florida State. I don't really take that serious. Well, we'll see. It's gonna be a lot of coach, and it's gonna be a lot of coaching jobs open this year, even in both NFL and in and in the NCAA. I think at least there's gonna be at least six jobs in the NFL that's gonna be open. If you just go through divisions, you can just count. I think the biggest. Questions are going to be in the NFC East. What you going to obviously Dallas? I think the Giants' job might be available. I think well, obviously Washington's already available. That I, I wouldn't shock me with that whole division, with the exception of Philadelphia. They basically have a whole new set of coaches. Right, right, right. And that's just what the NFL is. But I just want to get some new blood in there. Don't get we keep recycling these coaches. And I think a lot of coaches last year got hired because everyone saw what went on with the Rams. So everyone wanted to get the Sean McVay juice. And now the Rams are struggling. And you have some of these. Now LaFleur is doing good in Green Bay. The Bengals stink. (laughs) They stink. Let's just call it what it is. They stink. (laughs) They just are flat out garbage. They're they're only nine. They're trying to get that. They're trying to join the Browns and the Lions being the only winless team. Your boy's not playing, and I wouldn't play him. And if I was him, I'd tell him, set it down. Mm-hmm. I'm really shocked he didn't get traded at the deadline. If you're going to bench Andy Dalton, why are you keeping A.J. Green? Because that's the that's probably the primetime player. But you're not going nowhere. I mean, and I get that. Unless he's really hurt, I think he's milking it because he don't want to be a part of it. He knows that they're not going anywhere. So why? What's the purpose of me putting my putting myself out there? I only got a few more really prime years left to, to produce. I definitely think he played his last game in Cincinnati already. He, I wouldn't be shocked. I think the market for him this coming off season is going to be going to be big because I think he's going to feel he's going to be remotivated. Because there's this stigma slightly on AJ Green, who was another dude that got in trouble with the NCAA because he sold some jerseys, which was which I thought was a stu- was a stupid punishment too. That some people think he's not reliable in the playoffs. You've watched this dude since college. Mm-hmm. You know his mm-hmm. game. He was the number four. He went. He was the number four pick for a reason. To say the dude ain't reliable, I mean, look who his quarterback is. He's made Andy Dalton into a Pro Bowler. Right now, AJ a- a- Green is that dude. AJ a- a- Green is 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 definitely a solid receiver. You put him with a um a more than decent quarterback, you definitely see uh the your numbers go up. You see the the offense start moving. You see passing game go up. It even helped to run offense. Um, he's definitely a solid a solid a great receiver. He should go to Buffalo. Speaking of your boys, man. So, are you sold on Josh Allen? No. So you, I, I I give Josh Allen as he's a gamer, uh-huh. but I don't think he's a, that that good of a quarterback. And you bring this, you bring that up, and I think about me, you being a Bills fan, me being a Broncos fan. Obviously, we've had legendary quarterbacks play for us. You you guys had Jim Kelly, I had John Elway. We mm-hmm. had Peyton at the end of this run. It's hard to find a franchise quarterback, especially with franchises like Buffalo. And Denver, who are still living in the shadow of Jim Kelly. Now, still living in the shadow of Jim Kelly, you're still living in the shadow of John Elway. I think if, we, if they just have to break that cycle where we need to find the next Jim Kelly, the next Thurman, the next Andre Reid, next find the next 12, 12 plus 83 equals 6, and just get the right guy in there and let him develop his own legacy, 
instead and in us trying to find the next guy who's going to extrament the next comeback and drive and all that other stuff, we'd be fine. But then, I, but a lot of these teams are stuck in the past and don't want to move forward to the future. I think with Buffalo, for us, it's hard because uh, when you draft these young players, it's literally nothing to do in Buffalo. Nothing. But eat Buffalo wings and be cold. Wait, you bring that up. <coughs> Jordan Matthews said it when he left Buffalo and he went back to Philly. He said all he can do was only thing he can do in Buffalo was stay in the house and and get his wife pregnant. Yeah, that, that's I mean that's pretty much what uh, uh Willis McGahey said too when he left. Like it, it was nothing. It was nothing to do there. Uh, and and so it's it's gonna be hard for Buffalo to keep players in Buffalo, uh, especially when you're not winning like that. Uh, it's nothing to do. It's cold. It's cold as hell out there. And you have it's born. You have nothing to do out there. So as a young player, it can you can imagine it's hard to to you know to stay out there, especially like some of these players, like Ed Oliver. The first time it snowed in in, in Buffalo, he said, "I'm from Houston. I don't know how to drive in the snow." Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a culture shock. And so the first time players like that is able to get out of there, they getting out of there. Right. And we're not winning, so it's not like Buffalo is winning. That's why you want to stay. We a mediocre team. Yeah, I feel you on that because winning is the cure off for anything. You know, if you in a saw you in a small market, you in a big market. If you're winning, life is good. But when it's not, and you already really don't like where you're at, it's just it's not it's not good. I look at it with the Broncos. We've been out of the playoffs now, going on four straight years since winning Super Bowl Fifty. We went from Trevor Simeon. We went from Paxton Lynch back to Brock Osweiler to Chase the Case Keenum. Now to Joe Flacco. Now we're on Brian Allen, and we're hoping Drew Locke is the next guy. Now I know Denver's no Buffalo, but obviously weather conditions it snows there. You mm-hmm. got to deal with the altitude. Some players can't play in that. Can't play in that hot. Can't play in that. And I look at what way our season has just transpired this year. I like the Vic Vangio hire when it happened. Because I'm thinking, okay. He made Khalil Mack damn near the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking you get him with Von Miller, you get him with Bradley Chubb and our defense, we're just going to take off. Chubb tears his ACL. Von Miller has looked, to me, he just looked pedestrian. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. looked un, he's motivated. Looked unmotivated. Mm-hmm. And I think losing weighs on that because this dude was the Super Bowl MVP. He was really one of the top five defensive players in the league and He's always good for a 10-sack season, and I think this year is going to be the year he doesn't get there. It's, it's sad to say, but John Elway has been the curse of the Broncos' failures over the last four years. Obviously, you got Peyton Manning in, but if you really look at his draft since he drafted, since he took over in 2011, Von Miller has been the only pro bowler he's drafted. Mm. You look at guys like Chris Harris, Philip Lindsay. He's signed a, a bunch of good undrafted free agents, so he knows how to find the right vets and find the right players. But he hasn't been able to draft any. His first round picks have been so so. We'll see what happens with Chubb and with Noah Fant. We'll see what happens. Garrett Bowles, the left tackle. He's been a disaster. He's a turnstile. He's a walking holding penalty every time he gets the ball. And we still are trying to find the right quarterback. Mm. 
I feel you on the quarterback thing. Yeah. But <clears throat> before we get up out of here, uh, everybody who don't, who haven't, or who doesn't know, you should let everybody know what your teams are. So when they listen to you, they know why you biased with certain shit. Well, okay. For those who don't know, I am a diehard Lakers fan on the back, on the NBA side, on the NFL side, I'm down with the Broncos. It's Broncos country all day. College football, I know I get ragged for it. Are and people you fucking don't, kidding me? It's in it, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. I am a Broncos fan. And the producer, man, for those of y'all know, he's a Chargers fan. So he's go, we're going to have this all season long. College football, Tennessee. I know you wonder, how is a dude from L.A. a Tennessee football fan? I was one of those dudes who was late blossoming on a football period. So that's why I never was like a, a L.A. Rams or, or L.A. Raiders fan. But Madden playing with the Broncos on Sega, it clicked. Terrell Davis, need I say more, even though everyone still gives me gripe because I think he's a top 20 running back. And they'll name like 20 running backs in like five seconds who they feel is better than Terrell Davis. But that's a story. That's a topic for another day. Um, and baseball, it's the Dodgers. Y'all know what it is. Blue blue crew all day but you, those are my teams and obviously you're never going to hear me say anything bad about it unless they deserve it now you see me bash John L.A. because I'm tired of seeing what the Broncos are doing they're a way better organization than that the Lakers I'm going you're going to hear a lot of Lakers talk throughout this year because obviously I do stuff that's more with the Lakers also as far as content wise but that's my squad Childhood squad, and you know it's going to be a, a purple and gold celebration in June. You can book it. Mm. And obviously, football-wise, we'll see what happens with the Broncos and my Tennessee Volunteers. And I know people wonder, how did I become a Tennessee Volunteers fan? Well, college football-wise, I got into it when Peyton Manning was there. That year, he was up for the Heisman with Moss and and Charles Woodson. That was just that was the year that really I fell in love with the sport of college football. <laughs> I wake up every Saturday morning. I watch game day. And even when Tennessee is not playing, like they're not playing today, I'm going to be watching some games. I'm going to go when we leave here, be watching Mark squad, Georgia against Auburn and watching the Minnesota Iowa game. We're going to, you're going to get a lot of good sports content here. And I play y'all come and join us for the ride. Cause it's going to be a fun time. Me and Mark, we're just going to talk a lot of good sports. You can, Hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter, at jwatson0984. Y'all want any questions? Y'all want to get involved in the show? I don't duck my takes. I don't duck listeners. I don't duck opinions. I'm going to keep it 100, whether you like it or not. There's no... What if they want to catch a fake? Yeah. You don't duck that smoke neither. Uh, it, we won't. Uh, I won't smoke. But no, don't don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. We gonna have a fun time here. I want to thank producer Ben again for this opportunity, man. This is gonna be a fun time here. I've had to see a brother who's from the same neighborhood as me doing things for getting brothers opportunities like this. So again, this is Sports Rap with Jonathan and Mark. Thank y'all for listening, and make sure you, if you want your Laker stuff, follow. Me at Showtime Forum as well. And remember, at JWatson0984 on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Showtime Forum on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for all your best Lakers stuff. Mark, man, thank you for joining me on this ride, man. This is going to be fun. We're going to do this all year and Lord say the same. Peace, King. You have a good night. You have a good day. 
and go Lakers, go Vols, go Narcos, go Dodgers. Fuck all country. That. You know what it is. Peace. Peace. <laughs>